Welcome to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast, a podcast designed so that we can come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. Today, I want to talk to you about a subject that I'm very passionate about, whether it's coaching a sports team, teaching in the classroom, pouring into leaders, or pastoring a church. As a person and as a leader, one of the things that I love the most is helping people rise up to their potential and become the leader they were created to be, the best leader, the best person, the best mom, the best dad, the best friend, the best version of themselves. Years ago, there was a commercial by Nike that said there is no finish line. Now, what it meant was is the potential is unlimited. It's up to you to rise up and become the best version of yourself, to be who you were created to be. I had an opportunity as a member of the Maxwell leadership team and a part of the mentorship program to spend a whole day with some of the greatest leaders this past week. Mark Cole, Chris Robinson, uh, Roddy Gilbreth, uh, Dr. John Maxwell, uh, just and so many others. It was just so good uh, to be able to learn some principles that are helping me rise up in my potential And what I want to do on this episode is I want to share with you some of the takeaways that I receive that will help you rise up to your potential and be the leader you're created to be. One of the questions they asked was, what is your lid? And then they asked, what is holding you back? Think about that. What is holding you back from becoming the best version of yourself, the person you were created to be? Are you at the same place this year as you were last year? Sometimes we, uh, we get frustrated. Uh, We get stuck, and we know we're stuck, and we can't figure out how to get unstuck. I'm going to share with you today, I believe, some things that will help you get unstuck. And it comes with a, a topic, a subject that is very important, and it's the idea of personal growth. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to share, what they shared, is the rule of five for personal growth. People spend more time planning their vacation than they do actually planning their life. And so what I want to give you, what they gave me, is five areas, five things that we can do every day that will help us grow into the person we were created to be. Number one, every day I learn. There's a saying out there that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Do you have a posture of learning every day? Do you, are you coachable? Are you teachable? You know, the, the most desirable trait in any leader or really any person is that they are coachable or that they're teachable. And all the teams that I've coached over the years, the players that I love the most are the ones that are coachable. The players I can help the most are the ones that are coachable and teachable. They, they have a desire to learn and a desire to get better. They, they realize they don't know it all and that they can learn. You know, we've all met a leader or an individual who thinks they know everything. And quite frankly, perhaps we've been that leader or that person at one point in our life. But what you realize is the more we learn, the more we don't know and the more we want to learn. So the question is, is am I willing to learn? Am I always looking for a takeaway on a daily basis, those teachable learning moments of where I can take something that someone else has taught me, either directly or indirectly, and help me become the person I was created to be. The second thing they shared is everyday prioritize. Now, I love what Chris Robinson shared. He shared some questions uh, that he asked and that we need to ask. And and if you ask these questions, you're going to want to jot these down 
You're going to want to look at them in the show notes. You're going to want to share them with your team, your family, and then you're going to want to apply them to your life. Question number one, what do I need to do? Busyness does not necessarily equal accomplishment. How many times have you had an extremely busy day only to realize that at the end of the day, you really didn't accomplish much of anything or you didn't accomplish as much as you should have accomplished with the effort that you put in? And so what do I need to do today? The second thing is, what do I need to read? What do I need to read? You cannot give what you don't have. And so I've got to make sure that I spend time prioritizing to read, to take things in that are going to help me help others. The third question, what do I need to listen to today? What inspires me or motivates me? What moves me toward growth? He made this statement, and this is so true. What we listen to determines our thoughts. Our thoughts determine our feelings. Our feelings determine our actions, and our actions determine our results. So important. Question number four, who do I need to call? Now, what I'm going to share with you now will set you free. And I've had to learn this, and and quite honestly, I am still learning this because every time the phone rings, no matter when it is, as a pastor, I'm on call 24-7, 365. And so every time it rings or I get a text, I've always felt the need to respond right away. But as I minister to more people, that becomes humanly impossible. But also, just because your phone rings doesn't mean you need to answer it. You may need to let it go to voicemail, you see, and then you may need to follow up. Let let me explain. Uh, You can have a very structured, uh, well-planned day laid out, and then right as you're beginning to step into something or right as you're in the middle of something, you may get a phone call, a random phone call. Now, you don't know if that call is going to take two minutes, five minutes, an hour, or longer. And all of a sudden, you get caught up in a phone call, and you lose your focus And they say it takes at least 15 minutes to get back where you were and sometimes even longer. And you find yourself trying to catch up the rest of the day. And so what you want to do and what he suggests is this is make a list of people you need to call. And if someone else calls other than that, let your voicemail take a message or your text. And then at the end of the day, take time to call back and respond to each one of those so that you can follow up. Now, of course, unless it's an emergency. And you need to take it, and that's different. But most most situations are not an emergency. Number five question that he asked is, what am I looking for? Opportunities come every day. Emails, ads, calls, pop-ups, etc. It's easy, uh, especially if you have ADHD or you tend to be looking, jumping here and there, and you're, you know, there's a squirrel, and all of a sudden you're on a rabbit trail. And, and what happens is, is we're not able to really accomplish what we need to, a good opportunity can distract us from the best opportunity. You see, what happens is, is sometimes there's so many things going on that we can't tell the difference between what is a really good or best opportunity and what is simply just a distraction. When you don't have clarity in your purpose, you can't tell the difference. And so we need to know what we are looking for. The third thing that they shared was, is every day, I apply. What's the thing that you're learning that you're applying to your life? You see, it's one thing to learn. We can listen to podcasts. We can take in information. We can read books. We can go to seminars, conferences. We can take notes. We can get all this information. 
But if all we do is take in information and we never apply it to our lives, then it's never going to bring transformation and it's never going to help us help other people. And so every day I apply. What are you doing with what you are learning? The greatest gap in life is between knowing and doing. And I love what Mark shared. He shared a simple growth plan. Uh, you know, you can make this much more extensive and I have in my life, but this is a great way to simplify it so you can get started. Because if you don't get started, well, you don't get started. You'll never get there. And so he gave three things, a simple growth plan of how to get started. Number one, what is the content that you take in? Uh, you could say the books you read, but we're far beyond that now. It's not just the books we read. It's the the blogs we read. It's the podcasts we listen to. And it's the YouTube videos we watch. It's, it's all of those things. And so a growth plan is what content am I going to take in? I got to make sure that I'm getting the right content in that is going to help me grow. The second thing he suggests as a part of this simple growth plan is the places you go. In other words, the events you participate or partake in, events that you go to uh, to help you become personally better. Don't just go to an event because it sounds good or because it's close or because it fits your calendar. Go to events, be intentional about selecting the right events, and when you go to them, make sure that you take away things from them that will inspire you, that will encourage you, that will help you, that will equip you, and that will empower you. Number three, the people you allow to speak into your life, the mentors. You know, who are we allowing to speak into our life? Whose lives are we speaking into? Now, Chris jumped in here, and I love this. He shared that one of the things he does when it comes to reading is he reads toward one of two areas, toward his passion or toward problems, something he's trying to solve. Because you can hear somebody say, man, this is a great book, and it, it, it probably is a great book, but if it's not a book that speaks to the passion of what you're in or the problem that you're trying to solve, it may not be the book for you to read in that moment. The fourth thing that they shared was, is every day I evaluate. Now, John Maxwell says that experience, you know, many people say experience is the best teacher, but he said experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. And so ask questions after everything you do. Chris gave a reflection starter kit. Number one, what went right? Number two, what went wrong? Number three, what can I do differently? Now, if all we do is wake up, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed, and then the next day do the same thing again, we're going to be in the same place and we're not going to grow and we're not going to be able to help others. And so the starter kit helps us reflect on how we're doing and how we can do better. He also gave some questions for an event. When you go to an event, many times we go to an event, we get a lot of information, but there's never any change or transformation because we don't apply the information. We say, I'm going to apply that, but then we take the notebook or the notes, bring them home, put them on the shelf, and forget about them. And so there's three questions you want to ask when you go to an event. What did I learn Number two, who did I meet? You know, life is better when we increase the quality of people that we're around, people that we add value to, but also people that add value to us. So who did I meet? And then the third question kind of brings it all together. What do I need to do as a result of what I learned and who I met? In other words, take action. 
Be action-oriented. When we are action-oriented and we put some legs to what we've learned, then we're going to experience transformation. Number five is every day I share. Now, this is what I'm doing with you right now, and this is what I've tried to do more and more. A leader needs to learn to grow, and a leader needs to learn to pass on what they've learned. In other words, when I find something that's helpful to me, I want to share it with other people. Or whatever it is that I'm studying, whatever it is I'm learning, whatever it is I'm passionate about, then what I want to do is I want to share that with other people because it will not only help me, but it will help them, and it may help them help somebody else. See, there's a, there's a saying that I've been taught all my life, and, and I believe it's true, to the person who has been given much, much is required. And so when we have received much, we want to share that with others. We don't grow so that we can contain. We grow so that we can contribute. In other words, what I've learned, I'm going to pass on so it can help somebody else. Now, Jeff Henderson also shared, he's got a book that I am ordering, uh, What to Do Next, and he shares some great things, and I, I won't share all those things, but one of the things he talked about was opportunity flows to those who grow. If you're in the same place you were six months ago, you're falling behind, and I believe that's true. He shared two strategies, and then he shared two thought converters. The strategies, number one is, don't let what you don't know rob you of what you can do. We often wait for courage and never take action, but what will happen is if we take action, courage will come. The second strategy shared is the path to your dream job often leads to your day job. And that is so true. People are always dreaming about their dream job, but what they don't realize, the path to that dream job goes through often your day job. Uh, be faithful in your day job. Be the best worker you can be. Do the best you can. Learn the most you can. Apply it to your day job. And then you'll be amazed at how your dream job will many times flow out of how you're doing your day job. One of the things he shared, and I, this is uh, interesting, is our personal net worth is largely determined by our personal net work. In other words, it's important that we develop relationships that we're adding value to others and they're adding value to us. Now, the two thought converters that he shared were excellent. You know, a lot of times we are driven by negative thoughts of fear. And so it's important that we're aware of our thinking. You've heard me say over and over again, uh, change your thinking and you'll change your life. One of the thought converters that he shared was, is what if this doesn't work? And now think about it, if you begin your day or you go throughout your day with that question, what if this doesn't work, then you're beginning with the wrong thought pattern. You're developing a thought pattern that will not be successful. What we want to do is we want to convert that thought to, what if this does work? Can you imagine what happens if this works? Unlimited potential and possibilities. This could happen in this and this and this. Wow. See, it's how we think. And then number two of thought converter, I don't know what I'm doing. Now, <laughs> so we, it goes to the next question of why am I doing this? And fear comes in. How many know when you do something for the first time, you're never good at it, as John Maxwell says. Not only that, when you do something for the first time, you really don't know what you're doing. But what if we would approach it from this standpoint and say, instead of I don't know what I'm doing, say I'm doing something I've never done before. 
I am doing something that I've never done before. Now I'm in learning mode. Now I'm coming into it with an expectation. Now I'm coming into it with an excitement. Wow, I am doing something that I have never done before. It was excellent what Jeff had to share, and there's so much more. But let me get to what John shared, because this has really been something that I have been reading on, studying on, and really spending time thinking about how I can expand my potential. You've heard John say everything rises and falls on leadership, leadership skills, leadership values. I love a saying that he shared that Earl Nightingale said, if a person will spend one hour a day on the same subject for five years, that person will be an expert on that subject. And so we often ask, well, how long will it take? You know, is is it really true that in five years I can become an expert? Well, the better question is, is not how long will it take, but as John shared, how far can I go? Uh, We often put a self-imposed finish line and say, well, if I can just get to this. No, no, no. How far can I go? And uh, he shared many things uh, about that. Uh, But what I want to really focus on is he shared that we need to continually intentionally develop our personal growth plan. In other words, he said, the thing that I do is I continually, intentionally develop my personal growth. Getting older is automatic. Getting better is not. And so he shared what he called his everyday essentials. In other words, five areas that he wants to grow in every day. And and, and honestly, these areas really line up uh, with the areas that I'm focused on as well. Let me, let me share with you what he shared, and then I'll focus on the ones that I focus on more. He talked about communication, becoming a better communicator. Now, he's a phenomenal communicator, but he wants to get better. Uh, he said leadership. He's the number one leadership expert in the world, and yet he wants to grow in leadership. Number three, equipping others. Number four, continually choosing to have the right attitude. And number five, relationships. He made this statement, and this is true. People won't go along with you if they cannot get along with you. People will not go along with you if they cannot get along with you. What are your everyday essentials? What are the areas that you want to spend time every day, maybe an hour every day, as Earl Nightingale shared, growing in an area? Well, let me tell you mine. Communication is definitely one. I love to communicate. I'm called to be a communicator. As you know, I pastor a church. I, I preach, have the opportunity to preach around the world and to teach around the world. And uh, I love to teach. I love to preach, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in a large crowd, or whether it's one-on-one. And so I want to be a better communicator. So that's an area that I'm continually working on. Number two is leadership for me. I want to be the best leader I can be. I love leaders, and I love leading, and I love studying leadership. Another one for me is equipping others or discipleship. I'm really focused on equipping others so that they can equip others. In other words, discipling so that they can disciple other people who will disciple other people. And I love the part about attitude. I love the part about relationships because everything is based on relationships Speaking of that, uh, John gave a very practical way, which I have applied to my life some time ago and continue to do this, something that he still does. He still does it to this day. It's called leadership, or I'm sorry, learning lunches, learning lunches with other people that are leaders or that are further along in areas of their life where we can learn from. 
And whenever he meets with them, he asks seven questions. And I, and I have done this, and I'm going to tell you, I do this. It is absolutely amazing uh, what happens uh, when you do this. These seven questions, you're going to want to write these down. You're going to want to, you're going to, want to do this. Number one, when you sit down with someone, ask them, what is the greatest lesson that you've ever learned in your life? What is the greatest lesson you've ever learned in your life? Number two, what are you learning right now? What are you learning right now? Now, this question tells us if the person is still growing or not, because if they have to stop and think, well, I learned this a year ago or I learned this four months ago. No, no. They'll say, you know what? These are the things or this is the thing that I'm learning right now. Number three, how has failure shaped your life? Anyone that's successful has failed multiple times. And failure is not the enemy. Failure is an opportunity to grow. So how have you taken the failure in your life and how has it shaped your life? Number four, who do you know that I should know? Who do you know that I should know? And if given the opportunity, uh, perhaps you can ask them, to, will you introduce me to them? Number five, what are you reading that I should read? What are you reading that I should read? And then, and then go a little bit further. Why should I read it? And how did it help you? Because even in that question, you're going to learn something before you ever read it. Number six, what have you done that I should do? What's something that you've done in your life that I should do? In other words, they may have done some adventure or something that was really uh, a, a learning moment from them. And perhaps, you know, it could be a learning moment for you. Like for me, the learning lunches is something that John has done that I should do and that I have done. And because I've done it, I've been able to grow and, and it's been life transforming. Number seven, and, and I love this because this is the heart of leadership that I believe in, which is servant leadership. How can I serve you? In other words, how can I give back something to you? How can I pour in you? How can I help you? What can I do for you? Learning lunches. Take time and, and do that. And I can tell you personally that I'm doing that. And it has been a, it's been a game changer for me. Number three, he, or, or another thing that he shared, which was number three, I, I've just shared the second one here, but is maximize my mentoring. And he said, the bookend of mentoring, the bookends of mentoring are preparation and action. Preparation, be prepared before having a mentoring session, whether you are being mentored or you're mentoring. If you're being mentored by someone else, uh, the goal is not just to have one session, but be, be prepared, desire to learn. Uh, your desire to learn should be greater and your hunger should be greater uh, so that you get an opportunity to maybe not only learn from this person once, but maybe to learn from them again. It has been said that when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. So whenever I meet with someone and I'm being mentored by them, I'm going to go in with a load of questions. I'm going to ask many times the, the seven questions, but I'm also going to go in with specific questions of areas that they are further along in or areas they've been successful in or just questions that I believe that I could ask that will help me grow as an individual, as a person, as a leader. And so I'm prepared when I go in so that I have something to talk about that is going to make a difference. The second area is action. Uh, we're not mentoring for knowledge. So many people, 
you've heard me say this already. We get all this knowledge and we don't do anything with it. We're not mentoring for knowledge, but for results. When I go to someone to be mentored, I'm not just mentoring so I can get more information. I want there to be an impartation and I want there to be a transformation. In other words, I want to take what they taught me, what they're teaching me, and I want to do something with it immediately. I want to apply it to my life so that what? So that I can get better. And then I want to teach it to others. But also when someone is coming to me to be mentored or counseled, I want to help them and I want to give them a takeaway or a couple takeaway challenges. And when they come back, I want to know what they did with what I taught them. And so when I meet with someone for a second time, if I'm the one being mentored, I'm going to say, this is what you said and this is what I did. When I'm meeting with someone that I'm mentoring or counseling, I'm going to say, now here's the action items that we gave you. Now tell me what you did with those things. Another question I'm going to ask if I'm being mentored is, did I do it right and how can I improve? In other words, how can I get better? Another thing he shared was, and and there are many of them, but this is the last one I'll share from this part is, he said, follow, always follow my heart. My heart knows best. And you know what? That's true. Uh, When I was in uh, automotive business, I was internet sales manager. I also worked in sales. I had the opportunity to take a higher management position. And, but I knew God had called me to ministry and I knew that this position, what I was in was only temporary, even though it, even though it lasted for a number of years, 13 years, remember what we said, your, your, your dream job is in your day job. And so in my, in my day job, I was able to have opportunity out of my day job to begin to step and to prepare me to step into my dream job. In other words, what I was created to, to be, who, what I was created to do and who I was created to be. And as a result of that, I got offers to do other things that would have gave me all kinds of more money and, and more growth opportunities and, and the ability to rise up in organizations. But I knew that wasn't what I was supposed to do. And so you got to follow your heart. Be true to yourself, who you are. Now, when you follow your heart, it, it opens you up. You become vulnerable, but also you become authentic. And when you're, when you're in those areas, you're able to help people better than ever before. Too many people wait until they know before they go, so they never go. Too many people wait until they know before they go, so they never go. Your heart will move you. I remember when it came time for me to step away from that very uh, lucrative, very blessed uh, business that I was a part of, six-digit income and, and room to go even higher and higher. But I remember when I knew it was time to step out of that and back into full-time ministry, my heart stirred within me, and I knew that I had to follow my heart, and I have. Now, there are many other things that John shared, and but what it really made me think about was, and I want to take a moment and share with you a law that he teaches, the law of expansion. Growth always increases your capacity. And uh, there was a Robert Kriegel and uh, Lewis Patler in their book, If It Ain't Broke, Break It, said this, we don't have a clue as to what people's limits are. All the tests, the stopwatches, and the finish lines in the world can't measure human potential. When someone's pursuing their dream, they'll go far beyond what seems to be their limitations. The potential that exists within us is limitless and largely untapped. When you think of limits, 
you create them. And I believe that, you know, most experts believe people typically use only 10% of their true potential. Think about that. We only achieve 10% of our true potential. That means there's another 90% that's out there. And so how do we, how do we increase our thinking capacity, which increases our capacity? Well, John shares uh, uh, three things. Let me share these. Number one, stop thinking more work and start thinking what works. Stop thinking more work and start thinking what works. More of the same usually results in more of the same. You know, I've been evaluating this myself. You can do a lot of things instead of doing the right things. Your to-do list, I don't know how you are, but my to-do list gets longer and longer and longer. But your to-do list can get longer without your impact increasing. You see, you want to make sure that you're doing the right things that bring about the results. In other words, that bring about impact. And so stop and ask the question, what works? And John gives three R's that help us in this to identify and prioritize. Uh, Number one is what is required of me. In other words, what must I do that no one else can do for me? What's required of me? Because those are the things that I need to do. Number two, what gives me the greatest return? Actions we take that produces a result. How am I going to maximize my day, maximize my potential, maximize my life? What gives me the greatest return? And number three, what gives me the greatest reward? What makes me sing? What inspires me? Because what happens is, is when we are inspired and we are rejoicing and we are moved and we are passionate, then we're able to perform better. We're able to be more efficient. We're able to produce greater results. We're able to live up to our potential. The second thing he shares in how to increase your thinking capacity is stop thinking, can I, and start thinking, how can I? Can I, you know, that's a question filled with hesitation and doubt. It imposes limitations. You know, we start thinking, can I, and when we start thinking, can I, we think of all the reasons why we can't. What we need to do is Think, how can I? Give yourself a fighting chance to succeed. How can I? How can I assumes that there's a way and looks for that way, expects to find it, and expects to actually achieve it. Let me ask you a question that I've thought on and continue to think on. What would you attempt if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you attempt if you knew you couldn't fail? You see, that's where I want to live. I want to live on the edge. Number three, he said, stop thinking one door and start thinking many doors. Many times we, we, uh, we hold ourselves back from our full potential by thinking there's only one way this can happen when the reality is there's many opportunities and many ways, and we just need to find the right ways and step through the right doors. Now, how do we increase our capacity for action? John shares three things here, and let me share them with you, and then I want to share a final personal thought Number one is stop doing only things you have done before and start doing those things you could and should do. Stop doing only things that you've done before and start doing things that you could and should do. You know what? Quit doing the same thing you've always done because if you do the same thing you've always done, you're going to get the results you've always gotten. Step out a little bit. Take a risk. That's one of the things that I've been learning. Take a risk. Take a step of faith. Step out and do something that you haven't done before and you'd be surprised what you can do if you just step out 
Number two, stop doing what is expected and start doing more than is expected. I've taught this for years. You know, many times people go to their job and they only do what's expected of them, the bare minimum. And as a result, they never see promotion. They barely see a raise. Uh, they never get other opportunities and, they, and, and they're just not satisfied and they're not happy. And everybody else is the problem. And my, my job sucks. And, you know, the boss is this, the coworkers this. And what we need to do is, is stop doing what's expected and start doing more than is expected. You see, the problem is we live in a society that rewards people for just showing up. But we got to do what former General Electric CEO Jack Welch says. He calls it getting out of the pile. You, you and I need to get out of the pile. He says this, I quote, to distinguish yourself, get noticed and advance your career, you need to do and be more. You have to rise above average. You can do this by asking more of yourself than others ask, expecting more from yourself than others expect, believing more in yourself than others believe, doing more than others think you should have to do, and giving more than others think you should give, and helping more, helping more than others think you should help. In other words, get out of the pile. Do more than expected. And, and you listen, if you'll do more than expected on a regular basis, you'll be amazed at where it will take you. The third thing he shared is stop doing important things occasionally, listen, and start doing important things daily. Daily do the important things. Don't just occasionally shine. Shine every day. Here's, here's what I want to leave you with as helping you to rise up to your potential. I want you to know that I believe in you, and I believe that you're able to do far more than what you're doing right now. And so I want to challenge you to apply these things that I've learned that I'm sharing with you, things that I'm learning, things that I'm not just learning, but things that I'm applying and things that I'm experiencing. And here, here's the thing. Don't settle for less than you were created for. Now's the time. See, now's the time to make a difference. Now's the time to step out of your comfort zone. Everything that you want and need that you don't have is outside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to take a risk. You're going to have to take a step. It's time to rise up to your potential. Don't just dream about it. Do it. Live it. As you know, I'm a person of faith. As you know, I'm a pastor of church. As you know, I teach leaders and pastors around the world. And there's a scripture that is one of my many life verses. And I want to share it with you. Because if you will rise up and remove the limits, if you will, if you will realize there's no finish line, and if you will connect with what I'm going to share with you here, it will extend and it will increase your ability and your potential to do great things and greater things than you could ever imagine. There's this scripture in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to his power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I, I love what it says. It's, it's to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we hope, think, imagine, beyond our wildest dreams. 
What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Or even if you failed, you were able to learn from that failure and do something that you've never done before and never thought you could do. If you will connect your life with Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, if you will connect with him, all of a sudden, your potential increases exponentially beyond what you could ever hope, think, or imagine, or beyond your wildest dreams. Now, what I want to challenge you is to begin to live. Don't just survive, but thrive. Begin to live your best life now by rising up to your potential and being the person you were created to be. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please help us out. We're just getting started. You can rate it. You can share it with others. Uh, Let us know. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think we can do to improve. We want to get better because the purpose of this podcast is to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. Thank you for listening to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast. For more information or to download the leader guide for this episode, you can go to our website, larrycrawford.live. To get in touch with us, send us an email at leadership at larrycrawford.live.